101.1 FM, The Way. Current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Are Israel and Iran shadow boxing in Syria? The latest from the World Economic Forum sounds like a scene from a Marvel movie. So get your popcorn ready. Has the Florida Department of Health finally exposed the truth about the mRNA COVID vaccine? And what is the truth regarding the recent events at Asbury University? Those are just some of the things we'll discuss as we look at the signs of the times. Our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, February 24th, 2023. This is a broadcast that will turn into podcast episode 252, so you can listen again or share with a friend wherever you get your podcasts. And for your convenience, we list those sources in the signs of the times section at thewaymedia.net. That's also the same place to go if you have a prophecy question for Pastor Mark or want to read the articles for yourself. And now, here to jump from the top rope and drop an atomic elbow on this wacky world (laughs) is Pastor Mark, whose daughter told him she saw a deer on the way to work this morning. So he asked her, how do you know it was on its way to work? Yeah, I like that. No, that's... I did my own... You did you... you My own rim shot. Yes. Okay. Yes. No. I like that's see. I, that's my kind of humor. It's not like laugh out loud, but I, I like that. It's like I saw you know a scorpion riding a horse the other day. I didn't know scorpions could ride horses. That's what somebody told me. So I, it's the same so, kind of. Somebody. Somebody asked me. So do you have your joke for today? And I said yes. It's locked and loaded, but I just don't know if it'll hit the target. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, you got to put them out there. Yes. you know, make it fun for everybody. And so, and by the way, get your salsa, guacamole. Yeah. Uh, your con queso. Because it's National Tortilla Chip Day. Uh-oh. I didn't realize that. Yes, it is. Wow. I know when the chips are down. When the chips are down. You eat them. You eat them. That's right. <laughs> or that's how you get the chips down. That's right. That's right. As you eat them. Okay. Yes. Uh, before we get into our articles, Pastor Mark has... Um, I, you know what? You know what? You, you know, you know I, think, I, I think... Does this deserve an elephant in the room? Yeah, sure. We can do that. I think we have to do this. We I think so. To. Yeah. We have to. Yeah, I just, you know, I realize we haven't really had any... All right, okay, several elephants in the room. Uh, we'll let them finish their um, thing. Well, there was... <laughs> I, actually, I think I can hear Abby laughing. I heard her laughing, too. That's, that's all right. She didn't get to be on the air very much. So that's good. So that was, I, that's that was good. good. But anyway, I, I, yeah, here's the thing. You know, we, that's it. That's laugh out loud funny, right? Okay. 
Um, you know, we haven't really done any articles on the Ohio train derailment, uh, because typically that's not, you know, you say it's a prophecy show. Why do we talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. But the more I look into it over the last few weeks, there may be more going on here that has to deal with end times and prophecy than we would know. So I just want to give it an honorable mention. I'm not going to take long on this, but I want to share some facts with you that I found out about this. And if you, if you certainly you've heard there's been a, a train derailment in Ohio where a train uh, derailed uh, in a small town there east, in East Palestine. East, yes, East. I think they call it East Palestine, maybe. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, either way. But either way, I'm not sure on that. But it's same that how it's spelled. And of course, it it just put these toxic fumes up in the air that are very dangerous. Many animals have died. A fish died. Uh, they're concerned about the people. They're having all kinds. There's all kinds of issues there. And for some reason, the government has really kind of ignored them. Uh, it wasn't until yesterday that the first government official went there after about three weeks or whatever. So it's really weird uh, as far as just kind of what's happening, and nobody seems to care uh, as far as our government goes but with that said um i did want you to know something very interesting about this you know uh there 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 are things that sometimes happen that look intentional I and mean, you start seeing a number of um coincidences that seem more than a coincidence it's worth mentioning and so i want you to be aware just keep your eye on what's going on there because um it is interesting in that town near that town last year a movie was released by the name of white noise you can look it up online and the theme of the movie is a train derailment in that town or near that town. The actual, I mean, it's, it's like in that same region. I don't know if it's the exact town, but it's near that town. And it, there, a town in Ohio, a train derails, all these chemicals go in the air and pollute the entire environment and all the people and all that kind of stuff. That released last year, right before this happened. Now, again, oh, what a, an amazing coincidence. Well, okay, maybe. But also, I found out that a week before this train derailed, um, the town issued these uh, health bracelets. And and they 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 didn't make people take them. They didn't, I don't think they took them to people, but they made an announcement. We've got these health bracelets. We'd like everybody in town to come put one on. It's a great way to track your health. It's kind of a new digital health thing they were doing in their town. It's only a town of about six thousand people. Um, and so when you look at the fact that they a week before were asking them to take these health bracelets to keep up with the health of the people. Uh, then you see the movie that was made there that was released the year before. Then you see the train derailment. You know, you see these things and you go, wow, it could be, uh, could this be amazing coincidence? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's nothing. But I'll tell you, it makes my antennas go up. Um, you know, just because there's a lot of agendas here. Um, and, and one of the things we've been watching here with this, um, well, I don't want to go too far with it. Let's leave it at that and say, I want to give just ba- an honorable mention. I want our signs at the times listeners to be watching to find out whether they condemn the town, uh, what they're going to do for the people, what's going to be happening. What, ha- what, what's this health information they want the town to give? Just keep your eye on it. And uh, I don't want to go any farther than that because I want to be very careful that I have the facts about exactly what's going on and why, you know, being very cautious, but I also don't want to be stupid and have my eyes closed. So that's right. what we try to do in the show. Let's be balanced. We want our eyes wide open. When you see coincidences like this that just don't make sense, you know, ignoring ignoring by the government, train derailment in a place where that movie was made a year before about the same Almost thing. Almost like a rehearsal. Yes, yeah, health the things given out the week before. It looks like, I mean, it looks like. It may yes. not be. Yeah. It looks like some type of crazy rehearsal, and then it happened, and here we go. And what is the point? I don't know. But I wanted to say something because I know, you know, the whole world's talking about it. It's the elephant in the room. I felt we needed to mention it. So there's my honorable mention. We're going to keep an eye on this, and I'll give you more info if there's more info to give. Now, I do have something, uh, we, uh, unbeknownst to you, we did record you the last time that your antennas did go up. Okay. But so see, I didn't know you. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. So that when your antennas went up, yeah, that's, but I, that's why I do it in private. I do oh, that before I come in because I don't want to hear those noises. That how embarrassing is that? Oh my goodness! 
Oh, my. Okay, let's go to Israel. Let's do it. I want to go. Okay, I know you do. And you will shortly. That's right. So you just have to exercise patience. That's right. Uh, This is a report from Fox Fox News is reporting on a report uh, that Israel uh, has attacked Iranian targets in Syria as a shadow war has heated up between the two adversaries. Yes, and really that's what's happening. We'll see more than one report today about this kind of war behind the scenes going on. Israel and Iran are always at each other's throat, so to speak. It's really Iran at Israel's throat, and Israel's defending themselves. But again, uh, Israel's military reportedly launched an airstrike Sunday in Damascus. Which is interesting prophetically from um, uh, Isaiah 17.1 about the yeah. destruction of Damascus. Yes. In a Damascus neighborhood near an Iranian military installation, the latest attack in the Jewish state's shadow war against Iran. The Syrian opposition news outlet Orient News claimed that military strikes targeted Iranian regime officials in the central Damascus neighborhood of Kafar Susa. Israel intelligence security ex- expert Brigadier General Yossi Cooperwasser, I love that name, I'm probably saying it wrong, now a senior researcher at the Israeli Defense Security Forum, told Fox News Digital that Israel continues to actively undermine and hamper Iranian efforts to supply Bashar Assad's regime, uh, regime uh, and Hezbollah with advanced weaponry. He added, according to the information I have, some of the casualties in Damascus were a direct result of a Syrian air defense missile that struck a building. This is not the first time an unprofessional Syrian air defense has caused unwanted casualties. Here's the bottom line. Israel made some strikes. Some people died. He's saying, but wait a minute. We didn't kill those people when they were shooting their anti-aircraft. They're so just they're kind of like the bottle rocks. They can't aim them good. He said they land on civilian sites. He said this, that's what happened here. They landed on civilian sites. They killed some people, and that's the deal. I believe them, and here's why. A lot of people try to cover things up, and I, I know that Israel can cover things up as well. But Israel's technology now is so good. And they're so specific on their targeting with their GPS and their missiles, high technology. They only hit their targets. They don't hit stray targets. Now, there are times when they'll hit their target and people do die because they're in that facility. Maybe it's military officials or whatever. But you don't see Israel hitting civilian targets, you know, very often. That just doesn't happen. So probably it did. But the bigger picture here is not, is, is, is what was going on here. And that is you're watching this, um, uh, they're still trying to sneak weaponry in to attack Israel, and Israel sees it. They're going to take it out. And I think the reason that Iran is, is uh, ratcheting up the heat is because they know that Israel's threatening them in other ways, which we'll get to in just a moment. But you're seeing this war go on behind the scenes, Greg. Yeah. I, you know, I just wanted to share something I saw in the news within the last week, and it's not in our stack, uh, but it just speaks to just the oddity of Syria and just the, I guess, the political military prophetic soap opera that goes on in Syria because within the last week or so our military was in Syria and I think through airstrike or something uh, took out an ISIS leader yeah I heard about do, that do you remember I that yes I do yes and I my first thought was okay we've got it's Syria we've got Russia in there we've yep. got Iran in there yeah uh then we've got these religious factions in yeah. terms of ISIS that are religiously led military groups yeah. if you will yeah and then you've got Israel right there it's just amazing to me yeah how we've got so many countries operating in that area you know greg i think it shows the spiritual warfare going on behind the scenes it must it's being manifested physically but let's let me remind our listeners of something you talk about a soap opera as the mosque turns because here's what happens remember <laughs> like remember they believe good. in homs in homs syria yes. they believe that's where their world leaders yes. coming from 
The 12th Imam. The 12th Ahmadi. Imam, which is their Messiah. We have yes. our Messiah. You gotta, Islam has their Messiah. They believe their Messiah is going to come from a well from the from in the earth. Get that. He's coming out of the earth. We'll talk about that in a minute. Well, yeah. Our question is who's in the center of the earth. Right. But he's going to come out of the earth, out of a well in Homs, H-O-M-S. It's there in Syria, Greg. This kind of gives credence to the spiritual activity. Maybe there is going to be some type of deception in that area. And there's a huge demonic um, a deception going on that's attracting a lot of spiritual attention. And hence, that always manifests in physical attention as well. Now, I don't remember which faction it is, if it's uh, Shia or Sunni, uh, that believe that to usher in the 12th Imam is going to require havoc. Uh, you know, it's going to require, uh, you know, like terrorist Shia. activity. Is it Shia? Well, yeah, okay, well, Shia yeah, they believe that basically war is going to be brought in yeah. through this chaos and turmoil is going to come in, so they would be the ones well, stirring it up. We've got plenty of it going around the world. Yeah, but um, you can see why they'd be willing to do it, though. Yeah, absolutely. Be, hey, if we go blow somebody up, our Messiah is closer. Absolutely. And so it, 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 this is spiritual yeah. battle, Greg. We're yeah. just seeing it manifested yeah. in the physical realm. Well, maybe this next story will help bring it closer, Pastor Mark. This is from Newsmax. Israel considering an attack on Iran's nuclear program. Yeah, the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and top military officials have held a series of high-level secret meetings in recent weeks to prepare for a possible attack on Iran's nuclear program. This is huge. The report the report did not include further details about the meetings, and the Times said it may have been released to reveal the seriousness of Israel's intentions to use military action to stop Iran's, Iran's suspected moves toward obtaining a nuclear weapon, which I think they may already have. But let's go on. The results of the meetings include that Israel will act alone. Note that. I don't blame them. I'll explain that in a minute. They will act alone if necessary. If the international community doesn't respond, uh, were shared. Uh, these thoughts were shared with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. National Security Advisor Dick Sullivan and the French President Emmanuel Macron, the report indicated. On Tuesday, Netanyahu stressed that the international community must fill its promises to use military action to stop Iran's nuclear ambitions, telling a national security conference that the only thing that has ever stopped rogue nations, this is true, from developing nuclear weapons is a credible military threat and credible military action. Now, that is absolutely true. You're not going to stop them without taking military action. The main things to note is this. They are trying to get a nuclear weapon. That is Iran. They may already have one. If they don't, they're trying to get more. But the reality is they're producing all the uranium and all they can. Israel, if they have to act alone, they said, we're going to bomb them and stop it because they're coming after them. It's like if they get a bomb, they're coming after Israel first. They may try to blow the rest of the world up, but it's Israel they're coming after first. I don't blame them. They've got to go take out the threat. Now, watch how this works like a last day's novel. So Israel has to take action to preserve themselves, right? Well, then what happens? The whole world hates Israel because who are you going by yourself without international you know, approval and, and cooperation to attack Iran? And you've done this and you brought it on yourself. And Iran goes, we're going after Israel. And the world's going to say, all right, go get them. They should have never done it. And, and they may join up with Russia. And this may be, again, one of the hooks in the jaw type thing. Keep your eye on this. It, it goes perfectly in line with, with what the Bible says is going to happen. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, speaking of the French president, we've got macaroons next door. Do we really? Yeah. yeah, the French president, Macaroon. Yes. Macaroon! Yes. All right. Uh, once we find the chain, we'll put Pastor Mark back on it. I can't. I'm not chained for a thousand years. That's going to be God's going to keep me free. That's Satan that'll be chained for a thousand years. I am free. The Epic Times: Biden administration negotiating a deal to give who, who? not the band. 
Oh, but the oh. World Health Organization. Oh, I thought, what in the world? The, I know. The ban. Why would they the give the authority, give the authority? I know. Give the authority over U.S. pandemic policies, and we're going to kind of give some balance no, to this. Because, because if, you, if you're watching the news, you're going to see maybe conflicting reports of fact-checking, so to speak. That's the latest thing that's out there for, yeah. for news stories. Now we've got to have fact-checking, and so Pastor Mark's going to bring a balance into all of this. Yeah, let's just read some of this first, and then I'll give the balance to it. The Biden administration is preparing, it says, to sign uh, the state United States to a legally binding accord with the World Health Organization, WHO, or again, uh, I think their headquarters is in Whoville, that would give this Geneva-based UN subsidiary the authority to dictate American policy during a pandemic. Despite widespread criticism of the WHO's response to the COVID pandemic, uh, the Secretary Xavier Becerra joined with the WHO director Tedros uh, boy, I'm not going to try to say his last name, in September 2022 to announce the U.S., and I quote, the U.S. WHO Strategic Dialogue. Together, they developed a platform to maximize a longstanding U.S. government WHO partnership and to protect and promise uh, and promote, rather, the health of all people around the globe, including the American people. Now, listen to this. Uh, if signed, it would submit the, uh, the uh, all signing, including the United, United States, would submit to the authority of the WHO regarding treatments, government regulations such as lockdowns, vaccine mandates, global chain supplies or supply chains, and monitoring and surveillance populations. Okay, so what they're saying basically is. Uh, these, these, these particular individuals are claiming that they're, we're going to sign a treaty that uh, binds us to allow the WHO to have authority even over our American Constitution, and we all would have to come under that authority if it came to lockdowns, masks, even if we said we don't want to, our Constitution doesn't allow it. Sorry, this overrides that. Now, with that said, which is terrifying enough on its own, there are reports in the mainstream media that say, no, nonsense, this is not true, There, there is going to be a treaty, but it's not binding over our Constitution, etc. Now, here's all I'm saying. There are some reputable sources that are saying, yes, it will, they're lying to you. The mainstream media is lying to you, and it's in the wording in such a way that the president can do some type of executive order or something, and then make it to where it is binding. Now, is it binding? Is it not binding? I can't say for sure, and there comes the balance. However, it is interesting. Keep your eye on this, because if it does become something that some type of executive order or something can happen that makes this binding, what that, what that would mean is this. I'm not saying it does mean this. What it would mean if they can do it is this. The WHO can just decide there's a pandemic. Even if there's not, they can just say there's a pandemic. The whole world is now under this pandemic order. The whole world's under lockdown. The whole world has masks on. The whole world has mandated vaccines, et cetera, or mandated shots. Now, is God going to let that happen? I don't know. It's the kind of thing that would happen under the Antichrist. Can it happen before that? I don't know. But all I'm saying is, is keep your eye on this stuff. It may not be as bad as we think, but we also need to keep our eye on it so we can see and be aware of what's going on. So the two opposing sides, we will wait to see what the truth is as this unfolds. But either way, we should be praying against it yeah. and voicing against it uh, regardless. Our leaders and our, our, our Congress and Senate should be saying we don't want anything to do with it. And so that would be where I would encourage if you're uh, an activist politically to get involved in. Yeah, to prevent the next pandemic. There you go. Yes. Speaking of things sinister, yes. things ominous. I can't. Where'd you get that Darth things, Vader outfit? Where'd you get that dark. helmet, that mask? Where'd you get that? I got it from your closet. See, I can't. Next, touche, touche. Next to your pastelorian oh, outfit. Oh, there you go. You know what? See, but I can't make that joke. Really I couldn't anymore. find the baby. No, but, you know, I, listen. I lost the illusion of not being able to see. They can look on the screen and see that I'm not telling the truth. Oh, that's true. See, video has has has. has Yes. Video killed the radio star. Yes, it did. <laughs> Isn't there a song about that or something? There is. Okay, anyway. There is. Sorry. 
Now, yeah, you can't start that because uh, you said that I couldn't play certain music. So yeah, there you go. You could, yeah. This one's great. Okay, no, I know this one's good. Yeah, because this is from a movie. Yeah, I'm just letting it kind of run for a minute. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. This is from Breitbart. Klaus Schwab, perfect. Governments must harness AI to become masters of the world. Yeah, unbelievable. You know, you couldn't pick a more a more appropriate villain for this for the leader of this. If if it wasn't so horrible, you couldn't you'd kind of laugh at it because uh, truly he is that whole he's he is the James Bond villain. We said that he, before. He, if you watch is, the movie, he's the you know we will con- conquer the world. You know what are you doing? Where'd you get this guy? When when you, if you just Google Klaus Schwab yeah. and hit images, right. There's a picture of him accepting some honorary degree somewhere right. from some university oh, that I, I think that. is actually tied to the like World Economic Forum. He looks like a Klingon or something. He didn't looks he? like a character yeah. right out of some yeah. Marvel movie or Star Trek I, I movie. I thought he or, Romulan or Klingon. Or Rom- but <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I wish he'd stop clinging on. Yeah, well, he is. He's going to cling on for a while, I think. World I Economic Forum Chairman Klaus Schwab said that um, those who control emerging fourth industrial revolution technologies, such as artificial intelligence, look at this will become the masters of the world while speaking at the World Government Summit. Who thinks that way? Look, he's, <laughs> listen, his mindset is, how do we become the master Do- of the world? I mean, what, Dr. Evil. Think about that. He, he, he's coming out and saying, that's really where my mind is. I want to find out, how can we become the masters of the world and then masters of the universe? How do we get our own cartoon on Saturday morning? <laughs> Appearing at the World Government Summit in Dubai this week, our, uh, uh, arch globalist, <laughs> Uh, Klaus Schwab said that the world is heading towards a period of exponential growth of technologies in which artificial intelligence, the so-called metaverse, near space technologies, and synthetic biology, i.e. shots, among others, will become key levers to control the world. Look, he just said shots and artificial intelligence are going to become the well, key. Well, I thought you added that in no, there. No, it says, I wasn't it says reading synthetic it. Okay. biology. He's talking about making these synthetic. That's what mRNA is, is synthetic. It's all synthetic. The, yeah. Look, the mRNA technology, Greg, they're using right now, even in the shots for COVID, it's not natural. It's synthetic. It's, it's synthetic, made yeah. in the lab. So what he's saying is these shots, as well as artificial intelligence and space technologies and metaverse, this is how we can control the world. They're just saying it. I mean, they're openly admitting the goal. I'm shocked. I, I shouldn't be shocked. But it, sh- it shocks me. I'll finish this last part. Yeah, Keep yeah, your comment yeah, no, there. It says, no. Our life in 10 years from now, which would be 20, uh, 2023, uh, no, 2033, sorry, uh, 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected, and, whose masters, who, and who masters these technologies in some way will be the masters of the world, the German econo- economist said. Don't close your eyes and your ears, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. They're telling you right up front. You know, it's interesting, Greg. You go back and look at some of these uh, uh, world leaders that have taken over. Again, Hitler's the one that's easy to pick because we, we know a lot more about him. It's closer to our time or whatever. If you go back and look at what he said, he broadcasted that he was going to eventually just turn on the Jews and try to take them out. He broadcast that. and He, every, he was saying, here's what I'm going to do. We have a master race. We need to get rid of these that are lesser, in my opinion, the Jews. And so he was he was broadcasting, I'm going to do this, but it seems so outlandish, you don't pay attention. Now, we need to learn. The enemy tells us what they're doing before they do it. It is not outlandish. It may not happen, but that's what they want to happen. So we need to wake up, 
open our eyes, be aware, and, and, and try to stop it and plan for it because they're not hiding it. He's coming out and saying we want to be masters of the universe, well, masters of the world, control the world. <laughs> the universe. And, yes. Uh, we will start, the cartoon. start small. The cartoon. Be faithful uh, yeah. in the small things. Then, start yes, with the world, the and whole, then you can get the right, universe. That's right. There yes. you go. He wants to be master. Of, they, they, he wants someone to be the master of the world and to control the world, and he's saying these technologies that we now have are going to do that, and then you see them pushing all these shots saying that's part of the way to control the world? I mean, okay, I know, listen, at some point you go, okay, yeah, conspiracy. At some point you got to say, this is no longer a theory. They're telling us what they want to do and how they want to do it. It's time to wake up. The alarm is going off, and we got to get out of bed. Now, that might be true for the church, but Pastor Mark, where, how much, how much does the spiritual battle play into this in terms of blindness you know i i can't help but go back and think about what jesus said even to his disciples yeah and they didn't see it because it was hidden from them right until the appointed time yeah that it was revealed and the holy spirit brought things back to their remembrance right so my question is you know is is god in his sovereignty allowing or doing or whatever a certain blindness to an unbelieving world, but yet only his kids can see these things happening. I mean, it, what's the plausibility of that? I think you're right on, Greg. They can't see. They're blind. I mean, it's, it's, they don't, you know, that doesn't let them off the hook. But the bottom line is the Bible says that there's going to be a, a deceit that deceives the whole world in the last days. And there's going to be a blinder in their eyes. The only ones that can see are when the blindfold is removed, and yeah. that's in Christ. So they're walking right down this line that everybody's doing blindly toward yeah. their death and don't know it. And, and and it's just a blindness, but it, the deceit is yeah. growing, and it's going to continue to grow. Well, and you know what's interesting? Not only will it keep growing, it will continue up until the very end of the millennial reign. Yeah. Because it says at the end of the thousand years, yeah. Satan, the dragon, will be will be released from his chains right. in his prison. Right, which he's loose now. Don't he's, be deceived. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, but yeah. he will be chained up later. But he will yep. be chained up to go out and deceive the nations to basically gather them together to fight against Jesus at the end of the But it's through deceit that he's going to be able to gather. I mean it just it 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 doesn't stop until we get to the very end. You're right. And here's the thing. It says that even now, Greg, remember, before yeah. that deceit, yes. there's another deceit, deceit that comes first. The yeah. whole world, it says, will be deceived. Yeah. The Antichrist is going to deceive the entire world. And the spirit of Antichrist is, is working already right at work. Now. Yeah. And, and again, I think one of the biggest weapons the enemy uses is he'll take real things and then try to scare everybody away. Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. When we're, we're afraid to see what's right in front of our eyes. Again, I, let's be very careful about weirdo conspiracy theories. We've talked about it. Don't be chasing. Well, I used to say don't be chasing flying <laughs> saucers but the government's doing that now <laughs> that's right. uh, but, I, but but either way bigfoot who knows maybe they'll come out next week and say that's true but either way uh, stay away from the stuff you know is crazy um and, and and but don't be blind to what is right in front of your eyes if somebody can convince you yeah. oh you're just you're just being whatever it scares people away yeah. no, open your eyes and don't let your senses deny what you're seeing and hearing and what the Bible says is going to happen, because, Greg, if it's in the Bible, it's not a conspiracy theory. It is the Bible. It is the Bible. And the Bible tells us these types of things will happen. Master deceit and deception and even conspiracies, it tells us in Psalm 2, by the world leaders yes. in the last days. Yeah. You know, I'm a little disappointed with the, um, um, who are we just talking about? 
I'm just blanking. The Antichrist? No, no, no. Uh, the um, Klaus Schwab? No. Um, last Days? Man, it just wiped out of my... Never mind. I, I, I think that was just... I'm not supposed to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, All, right. All right. It's not the Abominable Snowman. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. What's... Oh, flying saucers. Bigfoot. 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 It's too late now. It's too late. The moment has passed. Yeah, we, we started another segment. In the segment. joke. We, the can't joke go, we can't go back. The joke will not work. It's a prophetic program. We're only looking forward. <sighs> yes, we are. <laughs> Unless we're in the future, then we can look back. Uh-oh. That's uh, a movie. Don't in, go there. Yes. Interestingengineering.com. Sweden. How to live in the world's first cashless society. Okay, here's another one that needs balance. And let me just read some of this for you and tell you there's two sides to this. But I definitely believe this is going this direction. So there's some truth to this. It's just the timing that may be off. Since how does a country become the, first, the world's first cashless society? Uh, Sweden, one of the most technologically advanced nations on the planet, is leading the way. Sweden is paving its way to becoming the world's first, cla- uh, first cashless society by March 2023. By then, uh, by March 24th, to be precise, in Sweden, cash will no longer be accepted as any means of payment. In general, cash is already a no-go in Sweden. There's a unique law in Sweden that enables merchants to make customers pay electronically in spite of the status of cash and legal tender. Now, now that article is back from December of 2020. Right, and there's some that say this is not true. Matter of fact, there's articles now, and maybe because it hasn't come to fully pass. Here's the bottom line. In Sweden, it looks like they are working toward a cashless society at some point. They're very progressive with yes. it. Yes. However, it doesn't look like it's really going to kick in here by next month so it so but but either way we want you to know there's a balance here but keep your eyes on that again are they probably as aggressive as they're going for it greg it's possible they will be the first cashless society and if that's the case that's going to be very interesting interesting to see how that works and then how the rest of the world follows suit you know i will say this it is aggravating to death to be kind of in the middle i, I was traveling and in the airport and there are now some of these airport restaurants and things that will not take cash anymore even in america they won't take cash and I, I, I work off of cash. That's what I do. I can't stand using a credit card unless I have to because I, I don't like the idea of debt. You know, just pay it right, right. then. I couldn't buy a sandwich. I couldn't get a drink. I'm like, well, you got to be kidding me. Who takes cash? I had to move from place to place to place to finally find somebody that would say, yeah, that's, what is that? It's cash. Oh, okay. Let me check my bottle. Do we, what's cash, Bob? Oh, yeah. It's, it's this money people pay with in the, in the past. Can they use it here? Yeah, we'll still take it. But so I was shocked how hard it was to use real money in the airports of America. Pastor Mark came from the 1800s and with all of his stuff. I was like time travel. I'm like, what did my plane pass through some kind of wormhole warp or something? Now I landed in some other thing, you know, and, and I've come out and whatever. Anyway, I, you know, I didn't notice that Abraham yes. Lincoln was the president yes. at that time. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, very interesting. Keep your eye on that as well. That's Pastor Mark Kirk, who is helping us see the signs of the times, our weekly take on Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news on WIAMLP Knoxville, our weekly broadcast that we identify as podcast number 252, available through all your popular podcast outlets and we'd also like to acknowledge at this time bob johnson insurance as a supporter of signs of the times bob johnson insurance has been insuring east tennesseans for over 50 years with over 15 different types of insurance to cover all aspects of life bob johnson insurance 865-922-3111 or online at bobjohnsonins.com Again, another great week, Pastor Mark, of listener questions. Yes, indeed. Uh, this first one comes from Ashley, who enjoys Signs of the Times in Door, Michigan. She says, we have Bible-believing friends who attend a church that doesn't teach on prophecy. When we talk with them about the end times, the rapture, the Antichrist, that they don't have much knowledge about or agree with what we mention that the Bible teaches on such topics, they claim 
that we're supposed to always be ready. So the details of those topics aren't really important. Yeah. While that may be true that we should always be ready for Christ's return, what would be a good response to those that have this belief regarding the end times details? Yeah, I think that's a real cop out here, actually, Ashley. And I don't know if I say that to him, but I think the way I approach it this way: we, you know, we we had a a, a church event a few years back. We went on a um a a, a rapids. A thing we took a bunch of people up there and got on these little boats where they take you down the rapids. We have some, uh, even some level four rapids, you know, here near Chattanooga, yeah, in the Ocoee, Ocoee yeah. And um, and so you can get on different places in it. It depends on how 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 serious of a rapid you want to go on. You can do that. And we had some of our people. They, they instructed them. They said there are certain places you need to know about along the the creek here. If you don't get up on this part of the boat or sit in that way or do this, you're going to fly out. We actually had some people fly out, and a couple of our people felt they were going to drown. They were in this kind of vortex thing. Finally, got out of it. A very scary event, you know, uh, to happen. But the bottom line is, is that um, if you're not prepared. For what's coming around each twist and turn, you may know that eventually the stream ends at the place you're getting off. But if you don't know about the rapids in the midst of those twists and turns, you may be thrown off. I think that's the best example I can give for that is when it comes to the last days. You're right. We need to always be ready. And yes, everything the Bible says is going to happen anyway. But here's the thing. We're about to go through some prophetic rapids. And some of those rapids are level four rapids. And if you just sit in the boat and go, wow, it's awfully smooth right now. I'm not going to worry about what could be around the corner. If there's a waterfall or there's going to be some major rapid that's going to throw everybody around the boat. I'm not going to worry about that. It's going to happen anyway. Just relax. Hand me a Coke. How about just, you know, whatever. And then you go down there and when you hit those rapids, you're thrown out of the boat and you may lose your life. Here's my point. We, God gave us specific prophecies about the last days, not just so we would know the ultimate culmination. He could have just said, Hey, one day I'm coming back. That's all I'm telling you. Okay. And that would support their viewpoint. But he said, no, I'm coming back, and here's all the twists and turns before I get there. Here's the smooth water. Here's the rapids. Here's what to watch for, because I don't want you thrown off. And so I believe many people, if they don't know prophecy, and they're not expecting what the Bible says is going to happen by studying the details between now and that final culmination, they're going to be thrown off. And some will even lose their faith. As a matter of fact, it says in Matthew 24 that it's going to, there's going to be so many twists and turns and some class four rapids that are so bad that it's, if possible, even the elect would be deceived. So I would just say to them, look, yep, you're right, it is going to happen, but there's going to be some class four rapids here in between, and God tells us where they are, when they are, how they are. We we better be ready so we know how to sit in the boat or we're going to be thrown off. How many people are going to be thrown off in their faith? How many people are going to deny the Lord? How many people are going to just you know fade away because they're not prepared for the rapids? We need to be prepared. We need to have a roadmap and know what's coming up. Thank the Lord for showing us that, and then what happens, we don't panic. Yeah. Well, yep, God said this would be a rapid, so let's relax, let's trust God. But if we don't know that, it may cause somebody to walk away from their faith, because I thought God was going to protect me. He is protecting you, but he told you there was going to be a rapid. You weren't ready, because all you're doing is looking toward the end. He told you the details yeah. in between there, you better get ready for it. Well, not only that, you know, God wrote it, and he wrote it to you, uh, I would say to your friend, and so are you yeah. saying to God, no, God, that's okay, I don't need to know that. Right. When God bothered to write it down have it written down a third of the whole bible is at least prophecy it's what separates the from any other religious book is prophecy he's a hundred percent accurate there's so many applications to yeah. bible prophecy yeah, yeah not just the end times but just prophecy that's already been fulfilled about even jesus yeah that what are you, are you going to say are you, 
are you gonna? I would ask your friends. Are you gonna say to your Lord, "No, that's okay, Jesus. I, I don't need to know that." Think about it, Greg. What a great point. It's like saying, "Lord, you gave me all these details about you and I and our relationship in <laughs> yes. your world, but you know, I don't care about them. Yeah, I don't care about them." It'd be like going out. You 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 start dating yeah. somebody. Look, you, imagine you're dating somebody. You think this could be my future wife, and you sit down at the meal and you're thinking, "We're get to know each other." And and, and here's some important says, details. And she says, "I want to kind of tell you about my life." And you go, "No, no, 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 no. I don't care about your life in the details. Don't give me details about your life. Are we going to get married or not? That's all I want to know." Yeah, that's all I want to so know. So that's the culmination. We're going to get married. Who cares what your past was? Who cares who your friends are? Who cares what you like and don't like? I don't need details about you. I know what the ultimate end is going to be. Yeah. You would be saying to that person sitting across from you, I really don't care about you. I really don't care about you. All I care about is if we get married. And listen, I'm, I'm, it may sound dramatic, but I'm telling you, when people say that, I don't care at church or not, what they're saying is, Lord, we really don't care about you in the details. All we just give us the old, just give us the big picture. You know what? If you love him, you'll care about the details. That he tells you because he's taking the time to reveal himself to you. Get into the word of God. Get into prophecy and and you know ignore ignore that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right, Pastor Mark. Our next question comes from Rick, and Rick says in Second Thessalonians two three, it seems that Paul is saying that the rapture will not take place until two things take place. The first is the apostasy or falling away, and the second is the man of lawlessness is revealed, which I understand won't happen until the second half of the tribulation. That's an interesting position. Right. Uh, Is it possible that the church will remain during the first half of the tribulation during the time of peace? Yeah. Let let me say anything's possible. There could be misunderstandings on on my part or how I see scripture or other people. But first of all, it doesn't really say when it says you're saying the rapture will not take place. It says the day of the Lord, which is speaking about the second coming. So you need to if you go back and look at that passage, you're going to find out it it does. You can't nail that down. If you do a study on that, you'll find out that it's not necessarily the rapture is talking about there, but the day of the Lord is talking about there, which is the second coming. Uh, But with that said, to get it in proper context, uh, is it possible that, uh, you know, which means we still be we will be out of here before he's revealed and all that. But is it possible? You know, again, for me to sit here and say, no, it's not possible because I know all things and I've got it all figured out. Of course, it could be possible that, that we're here the first half. But here's why there's there's several reasons for my conviction, Rick, that it's not that we can't be here in the first half. And that is, number one, God sets principles all through the Bible that before tribulation, before his wrath begins. And don't kid yourself. The whole seven years is God's wrath. We tend to think about the worst wrath yeah, is, yeah, is, the, is the last half. three and a half. But the whole seven years, the Bible says is God's wrath. Now, here's the thing. Every time God brings wrath on on his believers or on the world, he removes the believers first. Remember, there's three kinds of wrath. There's man's wrath, there's God's wrath, and there's Satan's wrath. Believers experience man's wrath and Satan's wrath on a regular basis. But we never experience God's wrath. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 9, that we have not been appointed, that as believers have not been appointed to God's wrath. And then you look what happened again with Noah and his family. Before God poured his wrath out, he put them on the ark and took them out. Uh, we see in Sodom and Gomorrah, before God poured his wrath out, he took them out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, we saw in, uh, in Babylon, when he sent Babylon in, he took out the righteous before Babylon came in and conquered. And he said, give yourself up to Babylon and you'll be safe. Uh, we saw with uh, historically, we know with Jerusalem, when Titus came in in 70 AD, all the believers, because of persecution, were forced out of Jerusalem before they came in to destroy it. So at the same, God always removes his people before he pours out his wrath. So if the wrath begins at the very beginning, it would stand a reason that God's going to follow that same pattern. God's going to remove his believers before wrath takes place. But this is the thing that nails it down for me. It tells us in Daniel chapter nine, which we're going to be covering here as a fellowship uh, next week, it uh, tells us in Daniel chapter nine, the exact number of days from the time that the Antichrist is revealed until the second coming. 
It'll be 2,520 days. It gives us the exact number of days. Now, we can't go into that study right now. That's not time. But uh, tune in with us uh, this Sunday and the next Sunday, and you get to hear about that. But here's the bottom line. If the Bible tells us the exact number of days from the time the Antichrist is revealed until the second coming, then I could predict, if I'm still here, I could predict the day and the hour of the Lord's return. Now, I couldn't predict the day and the hour. And, and I'll get this. I could predict the day and the hour of the rapture. Here's why. If we're here and it's 2,520 days, what it says is the Antichrist will sign a treaty with Israel and the world. And it says when he signs that treaty for peace, it's going to be 2,520 days until the second coming. Well, there's a problem here. Jesus said no one knows the day or the hour. Well, more specifically, Pastor Mark, it's the midway point that it says the Bible says that the Antichrist will stand up and declare himself God. That's right. That's and right. for those people that believe that oh, we'll be here for the first half and taken out in the a mid trib rapture, well, if we if no man knows the day or the hour of the rapture, then that would be negated because from the time the peace treaty is signed, we can count the days until the midway point that's right. that the rapture, and the Bible says we can't know that, so that's it right. can't be. Yeah, so what happens is, yeah, that's the point. If we're yeah. here, Greg, when the Antichrist shows up, but Rick, if we're here, when the Antichrist comes on the scene, then we can predict the rapture and the second coming to the day. Because the Bible tells us when he signs that treaty, it will be 1260 days until the midway point. And then another 1,260 days from there until the second coming. So if I'm here, the first half, I can do two things Jesus said I would never be able to do. He said, no one knows the day or the hour. I would. I would. I could accurately predict the, the rapture at the midway point, 1,260 days later. I, can, I could count down the days. Guys, one week in the rapture, I'd be the only guy in history that has people with a suitcase on the hillside. We'd really go, right? Or... If it's and, and then if the second coming, I can predict the exact day of the second coming. So the problem I have is with if we're here when the Antichrist shows up, I can predict the rapture and the second coming to the day based on Daniel chapter nine. And if that's the case, I just defied the words of Christ. That's why I believe from my best understanding, it is impossible for any other a possible avenue except the pre-trib rapture. Nothing else is even biblically possible that I can see because of that one fact. Yeah. All right, Pastor Mark, our last question comes from Liz, and it has to do with Tartarus being a physical place. Yes, this She's, is good. She says, in the last few weeks, I've been going through the study uh, of Revelation. Tartarus is mentioned many times as a third compartment, along with Hades and Paradise, for those in the demonic realm being held till the end. A couple of weeks ago in the news, the scientific community found evidence of a second, even hotter core within our Earth's core. What do you think the chances are that they'll find a third core, a physical evidence of Tartarus? I'd always assume slash imagined that the three compartments were a spiritual pie chart of sorts. And uh, uh, we asked Liz to provide some article links to USA Today, uh, CBBC Newsround, and the New York Post regarding this. So this is a, even though we're not reading from the story, that's what she's referring to. Yeah, it's verified. Yeah, a couple things to say here. First of all, that's a very interesting thought. Um, Biblically, there's nothing that tells us that one is hotter than the other. So even if they found a third hotter compartment, that doesn't verify that it's Tartarus. Um, and, and, and for some listening right now saying, what in the world is Tartarus? There may be a lot of you out there. Let me, let me give just a kind of brief Bible uh, um, 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 revealing on this, if you will, uh, to answer this. Um, the Bible tells us that it, it would appear in the center of the earth there are three different compartments that we know of. And why do I say the center of the earth? Because Jesus said, I will descend to the heart of the earth three days and three nights. 
Hebrews tells us, um, as well as Ephesians, that Jesus went to the heart of the earth, the center of the earth. And in Hebrews, it tells us while he was down there, it says he preached to the spirits in prison. Now, it doesn't tell us what he preached. It just says he preached to the spirits in prison. Uh, he preached to the ones that are condemned and the ones that are righteous. Again, it, we can't nail down he spoke to both. But yes, I think, you know, again, it, 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 he... It, it, it appears that way. We know that he definitely shared that with those that were in the, the righteous. Here's what the Bible says. Okay. Now, before Jesus went to the cross, nobody could go to heaven. You may have never thought about that. But the Lord said this when he came to the earth. He said, no one has seen the Father but the Son. So, of course, angels excluded. Well, that means that no believers were yet in heaven. Nobody, David wasn't there. Abraham wasn't there. Nobody throughout world history was in heaven uh, until 2,000 years ago, they were they were somewhere else because they couldn't go yet. Then when Jesus died on the cross, he is the door, John chapter 10. Now people can enter into heaven, and Corinthians tells us that now to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which means now we go straight to be with the Lord if we know him. But the people who don't know the Lord, they still go to this holding tank. And basically, these three compartments in the center of the earth that are broken up, there was one that was hot and uncomfortable. That's where the unbeliever goes. There's one that Jesus referred to as paradise, Remember when he was on the cross, he told the man, today you will be with me in paradise. We know that Jesus didn't go to heaven that day, and we know the man didn't go to heaven that day because Jesus didn't ascend back up into heaven until 40 days later. So where was he going? Where's this paradise? Well, it tells us, again, Jesus himself said, I'm going to the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. And again, uh, Hebrews tells us he went to speak to the spirits in prison. So Jesus descended to the heart of the earth. The bottomless pit, why would it be? Why would it fit the definition of bottomless? Because it's round, and there's no bottom to a round surface so he goes to the pit the the center of the earth and he goes in there to this place called abraham's bosom or paradise and we see in luke 16 it talks about that we see the rich man and lazarus jesus goes in there and preaches the gospel hey i'm the messiah that you guys have been waiting on the promised seed that the old testament talked about i'm him my name's jesus here i am no doubt there was a great celebration and then it says in ephesians 4 he led captivity captive he took everybody from abraham's bosom and took them up with him and they all went to heaven together later on well, but however, it talks about two other compartments. We see another compartment in Luke 16 where the, the rich man goes to that was unsaved. It's a place of torment. It's a place of heat. And it's a, it's a holding tank, the Bible says, for the unbeliever until the day of judgment. On judgment day, the Bible says in Revelation, Hades will be called up before God and they'll be judged. Now we get really out there, not out there, but really deep if you go again, because we go to another compartment that the Bible calls Tartarus. That's in the center of the earth, it would appear, because it says it'll be this, uh, there'll be the earth to open up and these demons will come out in the last days. But it says this in Second uh, Peter uh, 2, 4, for if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to Tartarus and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, then he knows how to you know judge us. It goes on. The point is, it says in your Bible, probably hell or Hades, the word literally in the Greek is Tartarus. It's the only time the word's used in the Bible. But the Bible tells us there's a group of angels, fallen angels, that did something so bad prior to Judgment Day, God went ahead and locked them up. And he locked them up in this place called Tartarus. And because this earth opens up and these demons come out in the last days, it stands to reason, and most theologians believe Tartarus is right in there in the center of the earth with everybody else. you got Tartarus, Abraham's bosom, and Hades. So, Abraham's bosom has now been emptied out. They're in heaven. Uh, the other unbelievers are still in Hades, and they're going to be held there. In, and if, if anybody dies today or after this day who doesn't know Christ, they go there to be held until Judgment Day. And then the fallen angels who did something so bad that God had to lock them up early, they're still down there as well in Tartarus, and would appear they'll be released during the Great Tribulation to wreak their anger and havoc on the earth, which, again, is why I'm glad we're not going to be here. Now, with all that said, go back to your question. Because we see different levels and cores and heat, 
We're talking about spiritual things, remember. Uh, the spirits are down there. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be difference in heat between Hades and the heat of Tartarus. There might be. That, I mean, I could see God doing that. That would be just. The angels are more accountable even than man because they've seen heaven. So it could be that Tartarus is hotter than Hades. But the reality is we don't exactly know. It's a great question, Liz. I like the way you're thinking. But we can't biblically say that even if they found a third hotter core that that would be Tartarus. Um, the bottom line is it could be. You may be onto something, but we just don't know. But that's a great question, and I felt I needed to give all that definition, yeah. or the question made no sense. Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Yeah, great questions altogether. And if you've got a question for Pastor Mark, again, just visit thewaymedia.net or download the Waymedia app and navigate your way to Signs of the Times. All right, why can't we be friends with those Jews? Why can't we? Yeah. All right, uh, this is uh, close to home. Yeah, it this is. This is from WSMV-TV in Nashville. Police say anti-Semitic flyers distributed in Nashville neighborhoods. I saw that news article, or news story, rather, on TV, and I saw the, the flyers. You did? Yes. I had seen the flyers. And, mm-hmm, and, they, and they've got different versions of them, uh, talking about the Jews controlling all of the media, the banks. It's, it's the same rhetoric. Yeah. About the Jews, yeah. but now it's just in flyer form. Yeah, and if they're controlling all the media, how these guys get them to give them flyers to hand out about themselves? Mm. Uh, just a thought. Things Police that said, make you go. That's right. Police said specialized investigations division detectives are investigating the three reports of the flyers. Um, it gives the areas Belmead, Richland Hills, five different versions, as you said, Greg, of the flyers were folded and placed in plastic baggies at the ends of the driveway uh, beside mailboxes along with corn to weigh them down. Um, and I like that they protected him from the rain, you know, in case, you know, so that you, you can read. Yeah, I mean, was the corn in a bag or anyway, Yeah, the corn know. was in a bag. Oh, okay. Not in a jar. It wasn't popcorn. Like the kind. Yeah, no. Oh, uh, that, now that would be interesting. Yeah. They give you some popcorn to right. pop while you read the article. There you go. The Flyers make anti Semitic claims about Disney, gun control, mass immigration, the media, and the slave trade. Um, Nashville Councilwoman Emily Benedict tweeted about the Flyers saying they uh, would not be tolerated. Uh, again, it. Why do we bring this up? It's going to be hatred against the Jews growing and growing in the last days. And again, here we are in the South, a bastion of Christianity where we should be protecting the Jews and loving them as God's word says. And now even here, Greg, in our beloved Nashville, of course, there's, there's, there's weird people and bad people everywhere. But it's just sad to see that this close to home, the, the anti-Semitic rhetoric is flying. And again, uh, eventually the whole world is going to fall. Yeah. And um, so you said flying. So yes. I just laughed. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. So the next time you go to Nashville for some hot chicken. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's my wing and a prayer. That's going to be my my hot wing place I'm going to open up. It's called a wing and a prayer. That's very good. That's right. And if you look, this is it. It's the only place as a Christian you want to be hot. That's true. Yeah. Unlike unlike the third core that Liz might have found. That's right. That's uh, right. Tartarus. We're like Tartarus hot chicken. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Someone will come up with that. Yes. Guaranteed. All right. Uh, little pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. This is actually, I guess you could maybe categorize this as good news. Yeah. Uh, FloridaHealth.gov. Health alert uh, from the Florida Department of Health regarding... Uh, the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine safety. Yeah, Greg, the more the statistics are coming in now, three years into this, it's looking worse and worse for the COVID shot. Uh, the state general is notifying the healthcare sector and public of substantial increase in vaccine adverse event reporting system, VAERS reports from Florida, after the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. In Florida alone, this is just Florida statistics. Guys, listen to this. This is from their official statistics from their health department. 
there was a 1,700% increase in VAERS reports after the, the shots compared to an increase of 400% in overall uh, uh, vaccine administration for the same time period. That is, for other vaccines, whatever, you, only, you had an uh, increase, but 1,700% pertaining to the COVID-19 shot. The reporting of life-threatening conditions increased, get this, the reporting of life-threatening conditions because of this increased over 4,400%, 4,400% increase. It's an amazing increase, a novel increase, unseen. Novel means unseen up to this point, and was not seen during the 2009 H1N1 vaccination campaign. There's a need for additional unbiased research to better understand the COVID-19 shots' short and long-term effects, they said. According to the study, uh, and this again from uh, the Freeman J. Uh, vaccine uh, study, mRNA COVID-19 vaccines were associated with an excess risk of serious adverse effects, including coagulation disorders, acute cardiac injuries, Bell's palsy, uh, and encephalitis. The risk was uh, 1 in 550 individuals, which was much higher than any other vaccine, uh, second, uh, than other vaccines. A second study by the Sun CLF, a science report, 2022, found an increased acute cardiac arrests and other acute cardiac events following the mRNA, mRNA COVID-19 shot. And additionally, the DAG Barilled JAMA, uh, that's the Journal of, of, of American Medical Association, uh, in 2022 assessed the risk of uh, thrombolic and thrombocytopenic events related to COVID-19 from the shots and found preliminary evidence of an increased risk of both coronary disease and cardiovascular disease. Here's the thing. These major reports are coming out one after another, and it's not just a tiny increase. We're talking about stuff where they say 1,700% increase, 4,400% increase. I mean, it's off the charts. And I've said this, I'll keep saying it. Look, I'm not opposed to doing anything we can come up with scientifically to stop illnesses. I say, praise the Lord if God gives us anything to stop illnesses. But when you see something like this that's thrown out and the damage that it's doing, it's time to slam on the brakes and let's all talk. That's all I'm saying. Slam on the brakes, shut this whole thing down, and let's have a scientific discussion on the facts and not politics and emotions. It's not looking good for the mRNA COVID-19 shot. No. All right. Let's get to the church. Yes. Let's go to Asbury University, where we see revival is spread to a fourth university. According to ChristianHeadlines.com, the Holy Spirit is at work. And this is Pastor a, Mark is the Holy Spirit at work. It's very encouraging. I can't personally say, but I want to say this. I want this to be so bad. I, I am very much hoping this is, because Greg, if it is, it's going to spread and God's doing a fresh new work in America. I think that we haven't talked about it until now, and I think a lot of people have kind of been sitting back saying, is this just an emotional thing, or is this real? Only time will tell, but you know what? My hope is that it's real. Who wouldn't want it to be real? Uh, This particular individual, Greg, seems to think that it is. He says the revival, the Ashbury Revival, entered its 10th day Friday, spread to multiple other schools. We're beyond way beyond 10 days now. It's a little bit older article here from February 17th. Um, including Samford University, which is experiencing its own movement of God, which the student-led worship and prayer that is stretched out about 48 hours. Uh, Samford, located in Samford, Alabama, is at least the fourth school to say that they've seen these spontaneous revivals break out. Uh, Lee University is one, Cedarville University. Um, Beck A. Taylor, president of Sanford University, emailed students Friday thanking God for the revival. Uh, the revival at Reed Chapel on the Sanford campus has been going for, on for 48 continuous hours uh, as of Friday morning. It's located about 400 miles from there, from the Asbury area. He, and he says this, this is spontaneous, organic, student-led worship, Taylor wrote. 
Having spent some time yesterday with those worshiping in Reed Chapel, I can testify that the Holy Spirit is at work in and among our student body. What's happening isn't contrived, programmed, or scripted, nor is it performed uh, or performative or disingenuous. Students and others see it as an opportunity for the Sanford campus to find unity in Christ, to encourage one another to faithfulness, and to extend the love and grace of Jesus to everyone. So, again, you know, only the Lord knows, Greg, if this is real. But this man seems to think that it is. And, and listen, I, for one, am going to say, I hope that it is. I want this to be real. My, great, my heart's desire is that this is real. Um, you know, when you see it go to different places around, you know, that could be a lot of social media. Somebody else sees it and they want to do it at their place. And so we don't know for sure. You have to wait and see, but I don't want to be just necessarily, um, uh, you know, Mr. Downer and saying, you know, no, it's not God. I hope that it's God. We need a revival so badly. It would be fantastic. Well, let's talk, uh, for the time that we have left Pastor Mark, let's talk about what the Bible tells us. Yes. What comprises a true revival. Yeah. And and again, we're covering that this Sunday in Daniel chapter nine, because Daniel does all these things in his prayer group. Greg, that yeah. leads to true revival. And that is, first of all, for true revival, there has to be true heartfelt uh, repentance. Number one, crying out to God and a true heartfelt repentance. If you don't repent and turn from sin, there's not going to be revival. Uh, revival does result in many others turning from sin, but revival is spurred when people seek God in prayer with all their heart, all their soul, all their mind, all their strength, not religion, true relationship, and they repent of their sins, they confess their sins to God, and they cry out to God to pour out His Spirit and bring a fresh move of God's Spirit. So, um, you know, that's going to be the key for us and for anybody is crying out for God to bring uh, repentance. So I'll say this. Even if it's not something that's legitimate, and I'm hoping that it is, if it causes other churches and other places to start legitimately repenting and crying out to God, it could spark, if that's not real revival, it could spark real revival. So again, this is a good thing regardless, unless it becomes some kind of show thing that gets abused or whatever, which it hasn't yet. Um, and so I think the keys, you know, uh, to revival, Greg, repentance and true heart crying out to God and waiting on God. And, and you know what? I, I think it was Charles Spurgeon that said, if you want to see God move, you don't stop praying you, you, until he does. You continue to hang on. Uh, to the robe of God, so to speak. You don't let go until God answers that prayer. Now, we can't force God to do anything. It's not no. the point. What he's saying is, if we plead with God, that's God's heart. He wants to send revival. So if we plead and we don't let go, then God will send revival. And I think this is, if, if anything I, I could say to the church from this, uh, whether it turns out to be legitimate or not, and again, I, it, it appears to be, I hope it is, we need to all be crying out to God and not letting go until until God blesses us. I think about Jacob wrestling with the Lord, you know, there at the Fort Jabbok as he's heading into the promised land, coming back after 20 years of running, you know, from Esau and all that. It says the Lord met him and wrestled with him all night. And it reveals to us that it was Jesus. It was literally Jesus wrestling with it. You know, you talk about me coming in with the bionic elbow. I mean, think about the Lord's bionic elbow. You couldn't. But he allowed he allowed Jacob to yeah. prevail because he wanted just to break Jacob. And it says that Jacob held on to him. And wouldn't let go. And he said, I'm not letting go. He said, let go of my robe. I've got to go now. It's morning and, you know, whatever. Yeah. He said, I'm not letting go until you bless me. What a picture that is of what the believer should do when it comes to revival. Lord, I'm not letting go. I'm going to, I'm staying right here and I'm going to just go. I'm going to bug you to death. I'm not letting go. I'm going to hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to pray. I'm going to cry out. God send revival. And if we would all commit to saying, I'm not letting go until you bless me, I do believe we'd see revival in these last days. And Greg, I hope that it is. And I would encourage all of us. As believers, grab onto the robe of the Lord. Make that same demand. I'm not letting go until you bless me with revival. Till you bless us with revival. Again, it's not us being God. It's not us commanding God what to do. Again, it's none of that name it, claim it stuff. It's simply saying God, his desire. We know that his desire is to send revival. And so anything the Bible says we pray in the will of God, he'll do. 
So if we hold on and we don't let go, knowing it is God's heart to send revival, knowing it's God's heart to do this, I believe with all my heart God will send revival. And how I'd love to see another Jesus revolution like that movie in the theaters right now where that revival was poured out back in the 60s and 70s and 80s. How I'd love to see God have a new Jesus revolution right here in Knoxville, right here in the United States. I don't care where it starts. I I don't care where it starts. Let it start and let me be a part of it. But let's grab onto the robe of the Lord and say, Lord, send revival, send revival, send revival. Uh, And so again, you know, but but without, listen, there is no revival for the unsaved. Revival only only comes to the believer. A a dead person can't, I I mean, somebody who's not a believer can't be revived to something that were never revived in the first place. So we need to, if you don't know the Lord today, my encouragement is to run to Jesus Christ Confess your sins to him, ask him to forgive you, believe in what he did for you on the cross, and receive him as your Lord and your Savior, and you'll be born again. And then for the rest of us who know the Lord, let's hold on to the robe of the Lord until he sends revival. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, we need good news in the midst of all the bad things that are definitely happening in our world today. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of Signs of the Times. We do invite you to join us next Friday at 1.30 as we will continue uh, with our look at Bible prophecy. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy the rest of the content on the WayMedia.net or the WayMedia app, including our radio station and uh, more content from Signs of the Times, Pastor Mark's uh, daily uh, Bible teaching, Come to the Table, and the ever-growing media library from Calvary Knoxville. And we do invite you to tune in this Sunday as Pastor Mark continues in the book of Daniel. And we'll be back next Friday with more Signs of the Times. Oh.